two places tonight. I want you to go with me to Acts chapter 16 and to the 23rd Psalm. Acts chapter 16. I come tonight and Dennis and I, we have a standing rule. Uh, if I come here to minister and, and it's happened before and... Uh, Man, if he's got the word, he's going to go and he asked me. He said, Ray, is the Lord giving you a word? I said, yes, sir. The Lord has given me a word for this evening. I was standing out on my back porch. And the Lord just began to minister to me about how important it is to have peace when we're walking through a storm. Any of you guys in here ever walked through a storm in your life? I'm talking about a rough one. Y'all ever been through them booger bears? You know what I'm talking about? I have. I've been through them booger bears before. How many, can I ask you a question? Any of you guys in this place, when you was walking through a storm and, and it seemed like, I mean, it just, it just wasn't fair. Anybody in there ever throw a fit? Raise your hand. I'm talking about throw your sucker in the dirt, kick the dirt, and throw a fit kind of deal. You know what I'm talking about? It ain't right, but it'll sure make you feel better for a minute, huh? Amen. But see, how we handle, listen to me, how we handle the storm is not just important to you. How we handle the storm is important to the people around you. That changes things, doesn't it? I mean, it's one thing if a guy says he, he's going to go out there and get on an airplane and say, I'm going to commit suicide, and he gets in the plane all by himself. It's quite another if he gets in and he's piloting 200 people, huh? Say, well, old cowboy, this ain't just your life. Listen to me. I'm going to give you some news tonight. And you're not going to like it, some of you, because I don't like it very much either. This, this deal, this thing that we call life, it's not just about you. There are people all around you that God has called into your life because God desires for you to impart some things into them. And we have the opportunity to show them God or show them us. Hello? Acts chapter 16, let's read. And I shall pull out my handy-dandy convenience store $12 glasses because I need them. Yes. Verse 22. 16 and 22. Well, I'm going to pray over it while you're getting there. Father, thank you for what you're about to do. Father, I thank you that we'll be expeditious tonight. We'll be done in time. That we'll get everything said that you intended to be said. And we'll leave here, Father, and there won't be one thing about checking boxes that we did this evening. We'll just check hearts. Check my heart tonight, Lord. Forgive me. If I've done anything just out of a habit, forgive me. I don't want to. I love being intimate with you, God. I love when you speak to me and tell me things that are meant just for me. So tonight, Father, I pray that these people that are here would hear things that are meant just for them. Father, we honor you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 22 says, And the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. Now, I want to stop here for just a second because I want to talk to you about when we walk through. Any of y'all ever heard the statement, When it rains, it pours? Have y'all ever been there? <laughs> I mean, 
Have you ever been running late and you get out to your car and it either won't start or you have a flat tire? And have you ever thought to yourself, what's next? Listen to me. The enemy is not ignorant. The enemy is defeated, but being defeated is not the same as being ignorant or stupid. The enemy that is against us, I promise you, he is highly intelligent and he will pull everything that he can. And I want you to know that whenever things begin to come against you, whenever you begin to walk through a storm, I doubt very seriously most of the time if it's going to be one single isolated thunderstorm. The enemy says, I think maybe they can weather one storm. But he says, what if I can put together a big cluster of them? And they just keep rolling over and over again. Don't you find it interesting that Paul and Silas, it wasn't just one or two people that came against them, but there began to be a feeding frenzy all around them. See, in this world that we live in today, when everything begins to fall apart, you will find that there will be many people who turn cannibalistic and they begin to chew on you because you now have become the weakest link. But we have an opportunity. We have an obligation. When it seems like the ones that are turning against us, when it seems like the ones that are angry with us, when the ones that have betrayed us, we have an opportunity and an obligation to be a fully visual demonstration of the very love of God by how we walk out this storm. Hello? I want you to know in this place tonight, I wish I could tell you that every storm that I walked through, that I was so proud of what I demonstrated to people, even my kids or my wife or my friends that I, I, I pastored with or, 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 or preached with. But the truth of the matter is, I just want to be real with you. I showed them every picture with sometimes in my life except what it should look like for someone who was madly in love with Jesus Christ walking through a storm. Let's read on. You'll understand in a minute. And after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. And upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and he fastened their feet in the stocks. Now, I ask you a question. We can weather just a little bit of a... Like, I got a speeding ticket. Any of y'all ever got a speeding ticket before? I've got a speeding ticket before. Not that big a deal. He ever got a speeding ticket when he was just really a jerk for no reason? I found it real hard to show Jesus to him at that point. I just did. I'm not going to lie to you. I was wanting him to say, what do you do for a living? I preach. And let me guess. Let me tell you what you do for a living. You're stupid and you do it well. Okay. I've been to those places before. Typically, I do it okay, but when they begin to compound, and can you imagine, here's Paul and Silas. Paul has done, I mean, look, if you'll read the word, Paul may be somewhat of a big deal in the word. Do you understand? And now Paul is sitting here going, he's going, what in the world are we doing in this prison for? All we did was set a young lady free who was bound by an evil spirit. 
Now catch this. And it's not bad enough that they caught us and whooped us, but now they're going to put us in prison? This is not a short-term deal. Listen to me. Whenever the trial you're walking through seems that it has turned into a long-term sentence, I promise you, people all around you that have seen you on your Jesus high with your hands raised up and you've been shouting and you've been talking in tongues and you've been telling them how good God is and telling them how you love your church, they're waiting to see how you handle the particular sentence that you're walking through at the moment. Hello? It's not a fun message tonight, is it? It says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Hang on. Look here. I'll be honest with y'all. Skeeter. That's mucho man right there. Since about midnight, got their feet locked in stocks, they're in prison, for they ain't never done nothing but good. Do you understand? And all of a sudden they're sitting there, and they're singing, and they're praying. I'd have the spirit of whining and complaining upon me. Any of y'all ever been there before? I mean, let's be real tonight. Have you ever just had that real conversation where you just got to the place and said, I just don't know what more God wants from me. I've done. Have you ever told God how good you've been? Have you ever told God what you've done? Have you ever told God how you don't deserve what you're going through? And wah, 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 wah. Ever been there before? If you're in this place and you ain't never whined, you are my hero. Because I promise you, I guarantee you, I've had people walk up with a deal of cheese and said, with that much wine, you must need some cheese. Do you understand me? Because just wine, 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 because I didn't deserve it. Now listen to me. And the enemy is the one that puts you in the prison. The enemy is the one that puts you in the stocks. But the enemy is the one who will come and visit you and remind you how you don't deserve deserve to be in that place. Bear with me here for just a second. Just because we're in a place that we don't like doesn't mean that we're not in a place that we weren't destined to be because God may have sent us there because God is desiring to set the people free that are around us, that are in bondage with us. And if all we're ever going to do is whine and complain, we will never see those people set free. They will just see another cold, dead religious person that that Jesus stuff didn't work much for. So why would they want to go try it. When all hell is breaking loose, we need to make sure that we invade with all of heaven being set free from on the inside of us. And we need to take a stand. And just like Paul and Silas did, they just simply begin to praise and they begin to worship. I promise you, whining will never move the hand of God. But when we begin to praise and we begin to worship through walking through a storm, we will see lives changed. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake. Now catch this, because this is so important that you grab a hold of this. 
that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Hear me. If they'd have been whining and complaining, the prison would still be standing. Hello? I mean, y'all got to catch this for a minute because they weren't the only one that was in prison. See, when God's put you in a place, God is desiring to use you to destroy strongholds, not only in your life, but in the lives of people that are around you. Have you ever got to a place and just wanted to quit? Hello? Just wanted to quit. Can I tell you tonight that there's more on the line than just you? You have people around you, your friends, your family, your children, your husband, your wife. And God wants to use you to destroy an entire prison that may have been holding them captive for years. And He sent you in there. And you didn't want to be there. But you were on covert assignment. And He put you there because He knew if He got you in there that you would begin to praise and worship. You would begin to bring thankfulness. Don't you know it's difficult to be thankful when you're miserable? But the truth of the matter is if we only find our happiness when we're feeling like life is fair, then we've never truly died to this flesh. If you want to see the peace of God through the storm, we've got to begin to be dead people. And dead people absolutely cannot be swayed or moved by any form or fashion of emotion or circumstance. I ain't there yet. I'm trying. Trying hard. I want to get to that place. I want to get to that place that no matter what happens, I am not swayed. I guarantee you I want to get to the place where I see that God put me in that place because there's a prison and all the people that are around me that have been listening to me, I know that if they're in the sound of my voice that God sent me there so that they could hear the word freedom ring loud. You know what I find interesting about this? Jojo, not one time does it say that Paul and Silas talked together and tried to make a run for it because they felt like they were falsely accused. Hear me. The sooner you quit running from your storm and the sooner you walk through that storm with peace and mercy and grace, the sooner you will see freedom come to the people that are in your life. And at once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's, everybody's chains came loose. 
And the jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and he was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and, you and, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in the house. And at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. Who in our lives is God desiring to reach? But we've got to quit running from the storm that we're in. And begin to allow the peace of God to carry us through the storm. Imagine how much different the story would have been for this jailer. Listen to me. Nathaniel, there was eternal consequences. If Paul had been more worried about temporary inconveniences. But because he made a choice to say, I don't know why I'm here. Did y'all know it's okay to say, I don't know? Catch this. Y'all know how many times God's put me at a place and I'm like, can I be honest? It's kind of the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. This makes no sense to me. But I'm pretty sure, even though I think it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen, that a universe-breathing God that just breathes and He creates things, I'm pretty sure He's smarter than me. And for some reason, He wants me there at this place and at this time. So why do I want to fight the destiny for which God has for me? Now, some of you may be going, Oh, Brother Ray, are you honestly trying to tell me that God is it's, it's His desire for me to walk through hard times? Yes, Margaret, that's exactly what I'm telling you. And you know how I know that? Thank you for asking me. I know that because I'm a father and there have been times that I knew the only way my son was going to learn a lesson, the only way he was going to grow into his destiny is if I allowed him to get in between a rock and a hard place and he had to sort it on his own. Hello? Of great uncomfort. And great unrest. D.A., he never drops us off and says, I can't hang out with you. He says, if you'll have the courage to stay the course and believe that I'm here, this is a temporary place and we're walking through it. Or, we could just be so caught up in how uncomfortable and how miserable we are that we forget totally about the peace of God. We forget totally about the 23rd Psalm that said, even though we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, that He's with us, His rod and His staff, He's with us. But there's a vital thing about that 23rd Psalm. Catch this. He said you were walking through it. Hello? But when we decide to whine in the middle of it, 
We're not walking through anything. We're rolling in it. But when we stand in praise, we're literally crushing foundations that the enemy built years ago to destroy our family, to take our children, to take our marriages, to take our finances, to take our health, to take our peace. But if we'll have the courage to draw a line and say, oh no, you don't know who you're messing with. I promise you, I'm not moving. I'm going to stay right here. And I don't know why God's got me here, but I'm thankful I'm still breathing air. And there's purpose for me. He believes that I'm here for a purpose. So therefore, I'm going to believe what he said is true. And the people around you, you'll begin to see the seats that are empty up here. They'll be full of people who you demonstrated the very heart of God to. And they saw someone who lived something out instead of talked about something. The very peace of God knowing that there's a destiny waiting for you even in the middle of a storm. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? It's 8.02. Bear with me. If you're born again in this place, I want you praying. Please. Thank you, Father. an impossibility that I came here today by accident. But what is possible and what I believe is true is that God sent me here tonight because there's some of you it may not be a prison but you're literally walking the most difficult time of your life. And you feel as though you've been locked away for no reason. You feel as though life has been so unfair for no reason. Sir, ma'am, listen to me. God just puts you in a place where you have the opportunity to blow the whole prison up and set your family free. The story doesn't have to end here. So if you're in this place tonight and you say, Ray, that's me, dude. I'm struggling. I'm at a place where I'm so uncomfortable. I'm in the middle of a storm. Listen to me. Not all of you, but some of you here, you're just so tired of the battle. So if that's you in this place tonight and, and you say, Ray, I'm walking through a storm. I'm walking through a mess. And I ain't got a whole lot of peace, cowboy. 
If that's you, when I count to three, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to raise your hand high, just as high as you can. And when you raise your hand, it's going to be symbolic of Paul and Silas praying and singing hymns. And we're going to see an earthquake in this place. And prisons that have been holding you captive and your family captive and your relationships captive. We're going to see them annihilated tonight. And the plan that the enemy had for you, it will come to an end. And the plan that God has destined for you, it will rise to the top like the cream that it's always been. So if that's you, when I count to three, I want you to raise your hand up high. One, two, three. Just throw it up high. Get them up. Get them up like you mean it. Now, with your hands still held high, I want you to stand to your feet. I don't want you to move anywhere. Stand to your feet. See, desperate people don't care. Just stand. Stand all across this building. Stand. If you're if that's you, you stand. The rest of you that are in this place, I want you to stand. Get up and get on your feet. I'm going to pray for you in this place tonight. I heard a saying one time. was funny but there's a lot of truth to it it says sometimes you got to fight like you're the third monkey trying to get onto the ark see sometimes the time for whining and laying down and dying is gone I for one I ain't good at many things but I ain't never been good at quitting and what I saw was people in this place that you raised your hands up high I didn't see a quitter one that raised your hands I saw somebody that was a gamer I saw someone that had destiny I saw someone that had the potential to see prisons shattered to see their children have their family put together to see absolutely their health restored to see their families restored to see their finances restored because they were going to have the courage to just stay the course and not lay down and die so I'm going to pray for you and all around this place if you feel led to pray for somebody just burn around put your hands on them pray for them you don't have to some of you have no idea to raise their hands just, but if the Lord prompts you just pray for them I'm going to pray for you. those of you who raise your hands listen to me stay the course you can believe it's an accident that I'm here tonight or that God brought me here because He wanted you to know you're not in this deal alone. Stay the course. And it's about more than just you. God's up to something. God has... And listen to me. It is rigged. It is fixed. You will win if you stay the course. So Father, in Jesus' name, would y'all just cry out to heaven with me in this place? In Jesus' name tonight, Father, I thank you. Father, I literally want to see foundations. I want
want to see foundations uprooted and destroyed of prisons. Father, that no longer they can't just be repaired because there's nothing left to build on. Because, Father, we had the courage to believe you. We had the courage to stand with you. We had the courage to call upon you. We had the courage to believe in you. We had the courage to know that we were born to be free. We had the courage to know that we are children, that we were the head, that we were not the tail, that we are not defeated, but we are adopted sons of the Most High God. You ain't never, ain't never harmed your kids. And you ain't starting now. You're just up to something to find freedom. Mm. Listen to me. Some of you in this place tonight, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, hear me. What you allow God to do with you through this storm will have everything to do with God, what, what, with what God is wanting to do with your kids. You say, Ray, that's too heavy. Man, that ain't on me. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, it is. Stay the course. This is not a temporary thing. This is a permanent thing. God's wanting to do something. Have the courage to walk through this temporary time. To let the very peace of God that passes all understanding. How in the world could Paul and Silas have peace? It's because they had relationship with the Father. If you're in this place, you just keep praying. Y'all sense the Holy Spirit here? He's just doing some stuff. (laughs) Earthquakes. 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 If you're in this place tonight and you say, Ray, I don't know. I'm like that prison guard, dude. I got questions like, what do I have to do to be saved? I I mean, Ray, what do I have to do to receive Christ? What do I have to do to be forgiven of my sins? Because, Ray, I don't know if I've ever truly been forgiven. If that's you in this place tonight, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. When I count to three, and I'm not going to ask you to move, I'm not going to embarrass you, but when I count to three, what I am going to ask you to do is if you say, Ray, I don't know if I'm saved, but I want to know. I want to be forgiven. I want to know that I'm a I want to know that I'm a son or a daughter of the most high God and right now I don't know. So if that's you when I count three, I just want you to raise your hand up high. Oh, born again, are you praying? Because Holy Spirit's dealing with some people in this place tonight. When I count to three, you get your hand up high. One, two, three. Just raise it up. Yes. 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 Anywhere else? Anywhere else? Going once? Going twice? Anywhere else? Yes. Anywhere else? Anywhere else? Anywhere else? Put your hands down. Now look up at me. I want us to pray this prayer. I want you to notice that Paul said, Look, just believe in the Lord Jesus. So tonight there's no magic in this prayer. Zero, none. None. We're just going to pray out and cry to Him and say, Lord, would You forgive me? Would You forgive me? This is for someone specific, so listen carefully. 
as you pray this prayer, you just raised your hands. But the truth of the matter is, the thought has run through your mind. Am I really worth forgiving? Sir, I promise you, it's his great desire to give you his name. He loves you and you can't do anything about it. So church, would you pray this prayer with me? Out loud, say, Dear Jesus, I confess I'm a sinner. I ask you, Lord, to please wash me and cleanse me with your blood that you shed on the cross of Calvary. Today, Lord, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Savior. Amen. Will you put your hands together? The Bible says all of heaven rejoices. Now.